Literally, what the frick? <laughs> Okay, folks, here it is, the second bonus episode of What the Frick, because it's the second album that Taylor Swift has dropped in the year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, I'm your best pal, Nick. And I'm Katie. And here we go. Wow. Katie, let's just start. What were your initial reactions when you found out that an album was coming? The first thing I thought was, I am going to lose my mind. That's what I thought. You know, I think that a lot of people are saying this, that folklore came at such a surprise. None of us had even processed Lover yet because we thought we had two years to do so. And then folklore comes and it just really sent us all like spiraling. And then what is it? Four months later, Evermore comes out of, out of the blue. I certainly wasn't expecting it. And now I have three Taylor Swift albums to process all at once. I'm not complaining. I'm just surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the problem, we're going to get to this, but I think for me, my expectations were just so high because I like love Lover and I love folklore. And so I just had such high expectations. And I was excited and ready to go. Uh, and I, to be honest, don't know if Miss Swift met my expectations, which may not be her fault. It may be mine for having unrealistic expectations, but I do have to be honest that that was my initial reaction upon listening to the album once through. Okay, yes. I, I agree to an extent. Like I said, I when I first heard a lot of songs on Folklore, I was playing them on repeat like I loved them. I didn't have that initial, like, obsession with any of the songs, which had me a little disappointed. But, like, upon listening to it now probably ten times through, I think, I, I appreciate the songs a lot because they have so much, like, depth, so many secret, like, connections that we definitely have to talk about. But I don't know. I was my initial reaction was that no song popped out immediately kind of like Betty did on folklore and exile was like my new all too well. Um, so I'm not disappointed because I know that her, it's like, they're such incredible songs. They're just not what we expected because we were expecting like a Betty and exile, like stuff like that. Right. And I think that's what you can at once appreciate the raw talent, the creative genius that goes into mm -hmm. producing two super deep and multifaceted albums in a single year and be like, mm, these aren't songs that I'm going to add to any of my playlists anytime soon. The one, the two exceptions I would say, one is Ivy. That's my favorite song on the album. And then two, No Body, No Crime, in which Taylor Swift confesses to committing a murder. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and like, I have argued that, uh, like I tweeted Friday when this came out, uh, nobody, no crime is the new before he cheats in this essay, I will. Mm -hmm. um, and I do believe that, but also my friend Emily from work said, I want you to think about it this way, that nobody, no crime is the sequel to should have said no. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is crazy, but I love it. I love or, it. Or better than revenge. 
Well, so I, when I first heard No Body, No Crime, and this is funny because, like, Nick plugged Jill Gutowitz's article from last time. She, like, analyzes every Taylor Swift album. I thought this, and then she said it, but No Body, No Crime is, like, a song talking about Simple Favor, that movie with Blake Lively. Oh. And that Nick and I saw in theaters, and I, remember that We were the only ones. That was one of my favorite (laughs) nights of college. It was so fun. But I I couldn't stop laughing. Do you remember? I couldn't stop laughing after that movie because I am, like, still convinced it's a parody. Like, that movie can't It be was real. a parody. It is a parody. Is it, though? That's, like, known. Yes. Like, it's a parody confirmed? of Gone Girl. Yeah, it's a parody of Gone Girl. I just... Okay, I didn't know that, but that's what I thought. But I Because you've seen believe... Gone Girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, because A Simple Fever, it's the Gone Girl plot, and it takes itself so seriously until the very end when the ending is, like, just totally absurd. Right, like, and, the guy... And that's, that's when you... Yeah, but that's when you go, oh, it's a joke. Like, yeah. but it's so good because it takes you so long to get there. But yeah. Right. That's so funny. I didn't know that it was, like, confirmed a parody. Like, I thought it was, like... Yeah. Me just thinking yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, funniest yeah. movie I had ever seen. But, so, Jill Gutowitz states in her article that that song, Nobody, No Crime, is about a simple favor. I mean, it's probably not about it, but it, like, is the same plot. And right. Nick and I think that this is Taylor's murder confession. Um, there's, and as one of our dear friends states, I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants me to say this on, on the pod, but he says that no one can achieve that level of fame without leaving a body behind. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and then he also said, it makes him wonder why Scooter Braun is still kicking. And I said the same about Kanye. So if Taylor's actually murdered someone, it's got to be like a low-level, like, not famous person, which I I would fully believe that she did that. Um, I think also knowing that there's like this element of a simple favor or gone girl to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be interested. The thing, like, I love Taylor's music, but I I have to admit, I don't followed the relationships like her personal life as closely as most like Swifties and so like someone can find I'm sure a relationship in which obviously Taylor didn't frame them for murder but like the way she left kind of evokes that like I'm sure there's a parallel somewhere oh definitely and even if it's about a friend that was in a relationship where they were cheated on something there has to be something that there's no way that so she when taylor was asked about this song she said that it was inspired by her obsession with um true crime podcasts i don't believe her for a second no i think this is a real story i think there's more to it and like i'm not mad or scared i'm i just want (laughs) to know (laughs) like i just want the details well Um, little known fact taylor swift was on the defense team for amanda knox so it could yeah. be about Amanda Knox. Unclear. Unclear. So many questions. So many questions. This so is an parallels. example of when Katie gets mad at me for lying to everyone. <laughs> I just happen to think our audience is smart enough to know that Taylor Swift was not a defense lawyer for Amanda Knox. But she could be if she wanted to be. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think it's important to talk about how if you type in Evermore on Twitter, like the Discover page on Twitter, sure, all it talks about is the charts that Taylor is, of course, topping all of the charts. But this is, 
let me, how do I say this? So on the list of like first day release debuts on the global Spotify, this is like the top five most successful. Folklore is number one. Thank You Next, Evermore, and then Positions, and then Lover. So we literally have Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, like carrying the music industry on their backs. And those are all from 2020. So it's just insane to me. When I saw that, I'm not surprised, but I'm like absolutely thrilled for them. I know. I mean, I like I do come down on Ariana Grande's side more than Taylor Swift's. I know this is a difference between us. I know it's controversial. I get it, whatever. But I love both. And I think that's the thing is like most people who love one love the other one, I think, because it's like they they like there are times when you're in a mood for Ariana Grande and there are times when you're in a mood for Taylor Swift. I just happen to be in the mood for Ariana Grande more, but it doesn't mean I think mm-hmm. she's a better artist or anything you know what I mean like um and it's not I just think there's such different moods that people need both at certain times yeah it's not like the rivalry between like um Nicki Minaj and Cardi B where they're like trying to fight for the top spot yes yes exactly yeah so I agree I think that they're different enough that people love them both and like if you I don't know like I'm not a huge fan of ariana's music but i still like some of the songs and like i love her as a person so um okay let's get into oh something that nick and i wanted or were talking about the other day is that i don't know how many people i'm sure a lot of people notice this and i it was obviously intentional but the beginning of champagne problems is the same as cornelia street and i was showing my sister this and like you could literally sing cornelia street for the first like couple I don't know what they're called. First couple, like, I don't know music. First sec- couple seconds of um, Champagne Problems, you can start singing yeah. Cornelia Street. It's the same beat. It's, like, the same, like, set of notes. Sound. It's the same sound. <laughs> yeah. I sound so uneducated about music, but... Oh, I have no... The difference between a beat and a no, I could not No, no idea. Um, um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Before we start going, like, song by song, which I honestly don't even know if I can do because I've only listened to the whole thing once through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know if I'm worthy enough to go song by song. But I do want to quote the beginning of Jill Gutowitz's article, which I've skimmed since we logged on to record, because I think it's so perfectly perfect and on point. Every Taylor Swift song throughout history can be described as music to braid your best friend's hair to. But with the surprise release of Swift's ninth studio album, Evermore, finally, girls with long, creepy braids and sweet crushes on their best friends are getting the representation they deserve. Which I think is such a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, this is even more than Folklore or Lover. This is a blatantly queer album. Like, it's so... Yeah. Yes, I agree. And and Jill Gutta was just such a good job of like diving into yes, like meanings of songs. I if if you guys are listening and you haven't read all, of, I would even go back to like her lover um, analysis. They're so they're just so spot on, and like it makes you think oh, yeah. about the songs in a different way. The other thing about this album as a whole, and also folklore, both of them have made me and like many other people realize that. Taylor Swift is, like, a lot more troubled. <laughs> is that the right word? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's a lot, like, 
there's a lot more to her in her songwriting than there ever like has been in the past I feel like like they're a lot like deeper but they're also like sadder so I think like one I think you notice it more now for a couple reasons like the tone itself is more melancholy so I think that brings it out Mm -hmm. and two I think like lover had that stupid like parade song well um me like it just had like mm-hmm. i think the last and then um 1989 had like um so many upbeat i just think like i think there was probably always depth and meaning in your songs it's just that they got overshadowed by like cliche pop anthems uh-huh. um but i i think now you could go back and find more in them yeah and i I do agree i sorry really quickly i do agree that folklore and evermore probably do have more of that than others but i think like Mm -hmm. it's both things it's like yeah it's more but it's also more noticeable yeah for sure and i like i think all of her songs have had all of her albums have had like sadder songs on them we established this she's like the most creative songwriter like of our generation but and she's always been like back you go back to like the taylor swift like named album and it's like her lyrics have always been incredible um but like you said i think with like folklore and evermore both none of them have poppy songs none of these songs are going to be like playing on kiss 108 i don't think (laughs) um right right and that definitely like makes you look into it more i think um but i also think going back to Taylor Swift as a person, like we talked about this on the last recap um, pod, but she doesn't care at all anymore what people think about her. And she's made that like so clear. Like she only posts on Instagram when she's dropping an album. Um, She doesn't care. Like she's like, this is her, she said this, this is literally her heart and like everything poured into this album. And like, if you don't like it, fine. Not you, I'm not saying you, but like she just doesn't care what people think about it. And I think that's really empowering. Yeah, I hope to be so successful that I can just release a book or an album or appear in a TV show. And I'm just like, screw it if you don't like it because it's not for you, it's for me. Right, right. I totally agree. So to go song by song a little bit now that we've established that Taylor Swift confessed to committing murder, uh, the rest aren't as interesting compared to that, I don't think. But <laughs> that's true. But we shall we shall persist anyway. We will keep going. Um, so there was a theory floating around Twitter that "Tis the Damn Season" and Dorothea are kind of like parallel songs, and Dorothea, kind of like Betty, is written from a male perspective, um, and it's about like a girl leaving her small town to pursue like her big city dreams, and then "Tis the Damn Season" is about coming home from the holidays and like rekindling an old flame but the other theory circling around is that Dorothea is about Selena Gomez and there's a lot of um comparisons in there that talk about how you know Selena and Taylor used to be such close friends and now Selena's off doing her own thing and like they don't see each other anymore and there's like one line about like only seeing you through a um computer screen or something maybe phone screen and so people are thinking that's about Selena Gomez, like no hard feelings, but just like how she misses her. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, what's the, st- I forget like 
Was it just like a growing apart or was there a falling out? I don't know. I th- no, I think it was just a growing apart because they still are like civil. And then I think like over the past year, Selena was doing like a cooking show and Taylor Swift like FaceTimed into it. And that was like, they were like, oh my God, hi. Like it was the first time they had talked okay. in a long time. So yeah. no, I don't think there's any beef there, but okay. I just think they've grown apart. But when they were like, young teens like both like teen stars they were like yeah. best friends so right. and well, it that talks is cute a, then i like yeah that. it talks about in dorothea how um i forget the exact lyrics but something about like being in misery and then something about like having your name overshadowed so they think it's about justin bieber like selena like mm. with her bad relationship with him and then like kind of everyone's like oh justin bieber's ex selena so she was talking about they think that's about that Right. That's interesting. I people forget about that relationship. I well Selena like Honestly. doesn't let them. <laughs> well, I that's feel. true, I guess. That's true. It's kind of like Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Like Ariana yeah. Grande's like, I've never been engaged before. And then Pete Davidson's like, Hold on. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> ma'am. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, so yeah, that I don't people that could not be true, but that's what people are saying. Then long story short is talking about how she was this this is actually interesting and i learned it from jill gettos's article but how she was at a party there was another guy there that she's dated so she's like met this guy at the party started dating him but her current boyfriend joe was also at that party and she like kind of ignored him like wasn't really interested and then went off and dated this other guy i don't remember his name i don't really think he's that relevant but and then like they broke up and now she's with joe so it was kind of about like taking the wrong path and then like finding your way back and how she's like so happy now like so that's what that one's about which I thought was cute I feel like it's good to hear her like happy in her relationships yeah um so different so different we love it for Taylor (laughs) we do love it um and then I feel like all of her albums have like a kind of like a badass song that like so closure is that one um, and people are saying, like, oh, they don't know if it's about Kanye and Kim or her and, like, all her other fault. Like, they don't know who it's about. Right. But it's kind of just, like, like one of the lyrics is, like, you sent me a letter. Yeah, I'm doing better. Um, and, like, basically, like, I don't care to hear from you. Right. Type thing. Um, which I really think makes her look incredible. I'm happy for her about that. And I think it's, like, I do think... Like, yes, it's, like, pump up, go Taylor. But I do think there's an element of Taylor that's, like, I am above all of you. Like, so you don't, like, need, like, you making amends is not about helping me. It's about trying to help yourself, and I don't need that. Which, like, I do think is, like, cool, and she's, like, screw it, I don't need anybody else. But there's also, like, I do think Taylor has leaned into, like, I am the artist of the century, and like is yeah. playing with that which is good and it's deserved i'm not saying that as like a negative thing um but i do think it's like i don't think her music is as humble as it used to be which is an interesting dynamic right and i mean she used to like i think that's like how she should be acting because yeah as, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah as we've discussed many times like she it's not cool to hate Taylor Swift anymore, especially exactly. not now. Um, exactly. And I think she's definitely leaned into that, which is a good thing. Like, she she knows she's on top, and, like, I don't think she knew it. 
I personally think Taylor Swift's always been on top, even during the Kanye situation. But I don't For think sure. she like acknowledged that. Which she is was why humble she, about it, which is what I'm yeah. saying. It's not. I don't mean it with any negative connotation whatsoever. I think like society prescribes negative connotations when you talk about women like owning their success and that's Mm -hmm. like for society to figure out i'm just saying like um in this like i think she's leaning into like more she's not humble anymore and -hmm. i think that's good i think her music is different because of that yeah for sure and i love it interesting because Mm -hmm. before it was like um like was it bad blood was that like katie perry what was that yeah katie perry And everyone's like, so petty, like, whatever. And, like, now it's, like, it just is a more, it's more interesting when it's not her fighting with people through songs and more, like, her saying, like, I'm above the fighting. It's a more interesting song, I think. Like, yeah, yeah Bad Blood is, like, a cool, like, we'll jam out to it in the car, but Closure is actually a more, like, interesting song to think yeah. about. And she's like, you can have beef with me, but it doesn't affect me. I don't care. Exactly. Which is the way it should be. For sure. Because she is above reproach. All right, next song. Um, So this song, I don't fully know what it's about. So if you do, let us know. But um, Evermore, I think it's just like a general breakup song. Like, I I don't think it's anything specific. But the reason I'm bringing this song up is because I think that Taylor Swift and... Okay, I always say Bon Iver, but I know it's Bon Iver, <laughs> the artist that's oh, with her. I thought it was Bon Iver. Okay, so I think everyone just pronounces it differently. I can't I'm wait kidding. to find out. Are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> it's not one saying. word. It's not Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. No, I like okay. have no idea. I think it is Bon Iver, but I just found that out recently. So I've said Bon Iver my whole life. Anyways, I love the way their voices work together with like they have just such a cool com yeah. like it just sounds really cool um but with that being said i'm obsessed with exile i listen to that song every day and i was really hoping that evermore would like um like compete with that song and like be another exile but i don't think it is and that's fine I but didn't think so either yeah i don't think it was as like I don't know. I can't. I've actually it. read over and over on Twitter that people think it's the worst song on the album. Evermore. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That seemed to be the Twitter, or at least my Twitter consensus. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Um. So yeah, I, I, it's fine. But what? So what do you think the worst song of the album is? I don't think I can say honestly. I don't think I've like listened. I've listened to the whole thing once through. And then I've played, like, Ivy a couple times. I've played, like, I've gone back and played the ones I liked more. Yeah. So I don't, I, I can't pick one I, like, dislike. Although, it might be, um, it might be Champagne Problems. Oh, that one's my favorite. That's funny. Mm, I need to re-listen because what I remember with champagne problems was I was like, oh, this is going to be my favorite. And then it wasn't kind of what I was expecting. Um, So it's like, it was pretty early on. There was one that I actually like skipped. Um, And maybe it was Gold Rush. I'm not totally sure. Um, Yeah. But it was kind of near the front of the album. I'll go back and update us. 
update okay. everyone. I think that my least favorite one is Cowboy Like Me. I'm not, I just like don't vibe with it really. Um, and I think my favorite, because I've listened to it so many times, is Champagne Problems and No Body, No Crime. I just think it's such a cool yeah, song. <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. I also really like Coney Island, and The National is incredible, so I think it's cool that she, like, collabed with them. But yeah, Coney Island also, I heard, is about, like, death and, like, grieving, but I don't know who specifically that's written about, so. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll find out one day. Maybe. That's the thing about- it's Spotify emailing it's Spotify emailing me to say new music from Taylor Swift as if I wasn't aware. Yeah. <laughs> I read this no, I read like it came out yesterday morning, right? Yeah. So yeah. I read this morning that within 24 hours she already had like 28 million streams or something. It's just so crazy. It is. Let us That's know awesome. how you're feeling about this, you guys. I mean, just to wrap it up, I am obsessed with everything she's done for us this year i think it's incredible that she came in and saved the summer and then also came in and saved the winter (laughs) i thought that was really humble of her not humble it was really um thoughtful thoughtful of her um she knew we needed her and she delivered um so i am i just i woke up and saw that news and i was just like i'm still not over the shock factor like i can't believe i'm staring at another taylor swift album four months later i just i can't believe it there was a great tweet i saw that was like the pfizer vaccine is actually just evermore <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> oh my god that's funny yeah People there were a lot likely of... to take it yeah right oh so we're so happy you guys and we hope that you love it too we'd love to hear your thoughts let us know what your favorite song is what your least favorite song is um if anyone in your life doesn't like taylor swift how you're lecturing them about it so <laughs> all right folks katie why don't you tell everyone what we have in store for thursday yes you guys continuing our small business theme we have a very dear friend of mine sarah from whole debt she is the founder of a woman's workwear company with real pockets and i know that's hard to come by so it's a very cool concept a really cool company we're so excited where she's going to be talking about all her secrets to being an entrepreneur, especially a young entrepreneur, and we can't wait to have her. So that's in store for this Thursday. Alrighty, until then, uh, keep us updated on your T-Swift thoughts and stay healthy and safe. Yes, have a great beginning of your week, everybody.